Hello, and welcome back to another edition of On My Mind. The topic of masculinity popped up in a lunch conversation this past weekend and sat with me since then. I went on to ponder what it means to be masculine in today's times, specifically for males. And when I say males, I mean boys and men. A lot of thoughts surfaced for me, much of which were toxic in nature. The idea of manliness, behaving as a man should or ought to, and even the roles ascribed to boys and men. So what does some of this toxicity look like? It's being the dominant leader or the alpha male. It's being strong, tough, and durable. It's asserting yourself to get what you want by whatever means necessary, even if it's done in an aggressive manner. It's showing no sign or form of weakness because you'll be considered, and I'm using the G-rated version here, a wussy if you do. It's putting yourself on a pedestal and others beneath you. In relation to, how, to women, excuse me, and how they're treated, it's seeing them as objects made for a man's sexual gratification and pleasure, and even going so far as to keep them in their place because you're the man and you're in charge. Need I go on? I'm sure we've all heard some things and others like this before. Sadly, a lot of these ideas on masculinity pervade today's society. As a way to perhaps combat these ideas, my hope in this segment is to perhaps shed some light on what I believe masculinity needs to look like for males, and again, males being boys and men. And at a much deeper level, what I'm also wanting to reconsider is what it means to be a man, specifically, in today's times. So, so we as men need to reconsider when we lead and when we follow. Instead of being the dominant leader or the alpha male, perhaps we become leaders who are flexible and are willing to get others as <laughs> perspectives. There we go, I got it out. Yes, there are times when taking the lead is important and necessary. There are also times when we need to let others take the lead as well. For example, I will not always have the best approach to a task at hand, but someone else might. I will not always have the right answer, so asking for help or clarity for so from someone who is more knowledgeable is imperative. Handing off responsibilities to someone else who is more fit and capable to handle them is way better than me struggling to meet some sort of end. It is good for men to reconsider knowing when to lead and when to follow. We also need to reconsider the fact that there is strength in weakness. It drives me up the wall thinking that men don't need, shouldn't, and aren't allowed to show weakness of any kind. Bottle up your emotions because real men don't show them, or real men don't cry, some would say. And yet, simultaneously, we wonder as a society why so many men are emotionally absent, devoid of showing emotion, and even turn to a number of vices to numb the pain and continue to bury it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I would bet money that a number of emotions men bottle up come from their relationship with their father and whatever wounds are being bandaged up there. And to this last point, there is a lot more that I could and I want to say, but I will save that for another time. If I truly want to be strong as a man, then I have to acknowledge and sit with my weaknesses and even my shortcomings. There's no other way around it. How can I grow and mature both as a man and as a human being if I don't go through this process? How can I heal from the wounds inflicted upon me from individuals like my dad 
if I don't take that bandage off and take the time to adequately tend to it. In our acknowledgement of weakness, we can find strength. We also need to reconsider the ego. Having self-confidence and being comfortable in one's own skin is fantastic. I will not deny that. Good for you. On the other hand, though, seeing ourselves as the cream of the crop who's superior to others is not. To put ourselves above others or to think of ourselves as better than others inflates our ego to the nth degree. To this point, it makes me wonder, because I've wondered this in my own life, the level of insecurity that a man has. Now, maybe I'm assuming a lot here. I will admit. I still wonder, though. If I have to paint pictures in my mind that I'm better than everyone else around me, what does that say about me? Maybe I need to reconsider matters like when I need to put my own self in the backseat or on the back burner, or even go so far as to realize that I'm not as awesome as I'm making myself out to be, because I'm not, nor are any of the rest of us, puts our ego in check. So regarding our relationships with women, or at least how we view them, we also need to reconsider how we treat them. To this point, let me examine what I said earlier about toxic masculinity and women, specifically viewing them as objects made for a man's sexual gratification and keeping them in their place. To the former, viewing women in this way is denigrating and misogynistic. It's saying and doing all the right things just to get into a woman's pants. Just going to be blunt here. It's looking at them for that one thing that a man is after. And it's basically saying to a woman, you're here for one purpose, and that's to please me. That is messed up. Now to the latter, keeping a woman in her place is also just as denigrating and misogynistic. Know your place, woman. I'm above you. I'm superior to you. How could you possibly hold a leadership role? You aren't emotionally fit for that. Wives, be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord, and leaving things at that, all the while forgetting the commission husbands have in the following verses in that Ephesians 5 verse or passage, and so on and so forth. So how can this kind of toxic excuse me, got a little heated there. How can this kind of toxicity be combated then? View women for who and whose they are. A child fearfully and beautifully created in the Imago Day, as we all are. Honor them by protecting and defending their livelihood against toxicity like this. Love them in ways that basically says, I'm here for you, I support you, I've got your back. Now, I feel as though I have only scratched the surface, both in my own mind and just with this conversation, because there's a lot more to consider here. And I think a lot of work to be done in reconsidering masculinity and manhood. So, I, I don't know. It, I think two things that we need to consider, or at least that I would encourage you to consider, are the two following questions. How will we detox the toxicity toward masculinity? And how will we adopt a masculinity, or at least an idea of masculinity, that supports, loves, and cherishes those around us in ways that reflect love of God, neighbor, and self? So, yeah, I know I'm, I'm kind of ad-libbing here, but I would love to get you as the listener, your personal thoughts on this, because I am only one person, and I'm only speaking from myself, uh, both as an individual and as a man. 
and I think it'd be a really good conversation to have. And it'd be good for me to get your perspectives on things because I like looking at matters from a different perspective and especially things like this because I don't have all the all the right answers and there may be some things in here that you maybe vibe with or maybe that you don't vibe with, but I would love for you to reach out to me, whether if that is um, in the form of a comment to this podcast, a review, an email, following me on social media and following up with me there, but let's have this conversation on masculinity. And in the meantime, I'm thankful that you took the time to listen to uh, this segment of On My Mind and listen to me go on about masculinity and how problematic it is in today's society, or at least the toxic toxicity, there we go, part of masculinity. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I love you. Thanks for listening. Peace be with you, friend.